Welcome to U.S. History Mastery Cast 5. Our topic is the new nation. In this podcast, we'll talk about Presidents Washington, Adams, and Jefferson, and the War of 1812. President Washington, as we all know, was our first president, and some of the issues that he had to deal with in his presidency included the Judiciary Act of 1789, which set up the court system. Washington obviously was the first president to establish a cabinet, and as we can see, the early cabinets were very different than they are today. The first cabinet members were Thomas Jefferson, who was Department of State, Henry Knox, who was Department of the War, and Alexander Hamilton, who was Department of the Treasury. Now, there were many problems that the new government faced. First, war debt, political differences, the Federalists versus the Anti-Federalists, foreign affairs, establishing a U.S. foreign policy, internal conflicts over taxes, as well as Native American issues. Two leaders emerged during this period that gave rise to our political party system, Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. They disagreed on who should have power, and as a result, we have the beginnings of our political parties. Now, Alexander Hamilton believed in a strong government run by aristocratic leaders. He feared the masses, and his party would be the Federalist Party. Jefferson feared powerful government. He believed it was an enemy of liberty, and he believed in and had confidence in the ordinary citizen. He believed in education for all citizens. The party of Jefferson will be the Republican Party, also called the Democratic Republicans. As we said, Alexander Hamilton had a very important position as Secretary of the Treasury, and after the war, the new nation suffered economically. Hamilton's economic plan established the goal of paying off all state war debt, raising government revenue through tariffs, creating a national bank to help business, and to use paper currency versus gold. Some of the problems that the early nation faced at home included problems with native tribes. The Battle of Fallen Timbers was an example of one of these conflicts. Also, many people were worried about immigrants and challenges from abroad to the new nation. The Alien and Sedition Acts were passed to deal with these issues. Also, we begin to see what we call sectionalism. The Virginia and Kentucky resolutions were examples of this, what we call the nullification controversy. Now, Hamilton had put in place excise taxes on whiskey, which had created a great deal of controversy. Many small farmers were distilling corn into whiskey, and when farmers in western Pennsylvania failed to pay the tax, troops were called in to deal with the problem. As I said, the beginnings of sectionalism will emerge almost from the very beginning. Sectionalism means favoring the interests of a region over the nation as a whole. The nullification controversy arose as a result of the Virginia and Kentucky resolutions. There were also issues in foreign affairs. There was a division on how to handle the French Revolution. Washington believed that the new nation should stay neutral and Washington's declaration of neutrality evidenced that. Some of the other challenges were border issues. Thomas Pinckney in Pinckney's Treaty 
negotiated an agreement with Spain where Spain gave up claims to land except for Florida. The Jay Treaty also dealt with the Northwest Territory, and in the Jay Treaty it resolved all issues with Great Britain regarding that territory. The XYZ affair was evidence of a deteriorating relationship with France. The French had tried to bribe U.S. officials, and this left Americans with bad relations with France. Now, President Jefferson's presidency was very important. He was elected in 1800 as a Republican and from the South. Jefferson believed in smaller, simpler go government. As you remember, he was an anti-federalist during the revolutionary and constitutional period. He believed in decentralizing government, giving the states more power. He wanted to reduce the power of the National Bank and eliminate those excise taxes that had been proposed by Hamilton. The beginning of Jefferson's presidency will be the beginning of a southern dominance of power in the White House. He is the first president to be in Washington, D.C., and after Jefferson, Madison and Monroe, all from, from Virginia, will be president. Under Jefferson, we see reduced Federalist power, and the case of Marbury versus Madison in some ways evidences the conflict between the Federalists and Jefferson. Jefferson refused to acknowledge Marbury's appointment, and as we know, the court case established the ultimate power of judicial review. Chief Justice Marshall held that the court could not issue Marbury's relief in a writ of mandamus, however did interpret the Constitution to include the power to declare laws unconstitutional. Another characteristic of Jefferson's presidency included his desire for westward expansion. Jefferson is responsible for the Louisiana Purchase and the Lewis and Clark Expedition. The Louisiana Purchase was from France. France had obtained the territory west of the Mississippi River from Spain, and the United States became worried because of our deteriorating relationship with France. Jefferson wanted to expand the country and he sent Madison and a delegation to France to buy New Orleans. For fifteen million dollars Madison was able to buy the entire territory. Now this is controversial because Jefferson was what we call a strict constructionist in terms of his interpretation of the Constitution. Historians often discuss whether or not Jefferson's philosophy on a literal reading of the Constitution is consistent with his actions in the Louisiana Purchase. The Constitution clearly has no provision for a president to make a purchase such as this. The early nation had to deal with war, and the War of 1812 was caused by British seizing American ships and forcing Americans into the British Navy. Many people wanted war. The Chesapeake incident and other similar naval incidents basically involved wanting to search the ships, Americans refusing, and the British opening fire killing three and wounding 18. Jefferson was hesitant to start war. His response was to declare an embargo, the Embargo Act of 1807. This was unsuccessful, and the embargo was lifted in 1809 as it hurt American business. Warhawks such as John Calhoun and Henry Clay were arguing for war. They were angry at British for supplying Native Americans with weapons. 
James Madison becomes president then in 1808, and the war is declared in 1812. Republican funding cuts had work weakened the army, and there was a great deal of damage to the new nation. The British were raiding and burning towns all along the East Coast, and Washington, D.C. had also been destroyed. General Andrew Jackson, who will later become president, becomes famous by defeating the British at the Battle of New Orleans. The Treaty of Ghent ends the War of 1812. The main significance of the War of 1812 is the increased nationalism. The new nation had once again defeated Great Britain. The U.S. would be recognized as a world power.